from the opposite of a work stoppage. Seriously, we've been at this for years. Send help. <laughs> it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Voice help install. Isn't it just called expansion? The work started. Try the contract and your negotiating skills. Uh, I don't remember that. your voice. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that cannot wait for the Belarusian Premier League to start. Happy days. On this week's show, we talk a little Campial draft, see where some of the players have landed in uh, the Canadian League, continue to say, fuck you to the man, along with a variety of supporter groups, players, and now the refs in the ongoing labor dispute with MLS. Enjoy the latest TFC drama. Yeah, we got some TFC drama. Wonder what John Conway's doing up at the BTG, presumably wandering around by himself, and more. And now this week's panel. Working up some ire for Wieldston. Welcome to Duncan Fletcher. Wieldston? Isn't that how you say it? No. I don't know. I tried. Is, is this who Darlington are playing sometime soon? Is that what that's about? Eh? FA Cup on Sunday, yeah. Ah, FA Cup? I doubt it. FA Trophy? FA Trophy, sorry. FA Vars? Hey, ah, right, yeah, okay. fuck those guys. Milk Cup? So how fuck. should I say it then? That's, uh, that, that's uh, Tony, that's uh, that's a trophy in Belarus now. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Uh, Never mind. Um, I think Wheelstone probably would be right, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, then why did you say I'll say scoff as though I'd said it wrong? Uh, you yeah. said it weird. You said it kind of weird, weird though. Early. That's amazing. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I thought it's it made Harrow. my pronunciation queen or king or lord or lady or whomever. Baron, thank you. Fine. Oh, you know, Baron. 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 Mm. Okay. Uh, basking in the glow of goals, it's Mark Hinckley. You know what? I feel that somewhere there's a Craig Forrest who now was laughing at the fact that somebody else has to ask a question about <laughs> having so many goals go past him against Manchester United. Uh, so, well done, Craig. You've only had to do that for, what, 25 fucking years? <laughs> was this the same Southampton goalie that led in nine against Leicester, or was that a different Southampton goalie? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize oh, geez, that we're collecting them, Dunk. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are. Well, I mean, if it is, I imagine he's probably got PTSD at this point. So, <laughs> but he um, probably had PTSD when when the fifth one went in. It's like, oh fuck, not again. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's got himself a lucrative post-playing career. Sort of career. He's he's now oh, oh you're the guy who let in nine goals twice. Everybody, yay! Like speaking gigs, also oh, yeah. interviews and everything. It's going to be a steady income stream for life. Oh yeah, he left twice the career of Craig Forrest. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be working on Sportsnet and TSN. <laughs> we'll see if Tucson uh, can get him first. Hmm. Uh, deciding to embrace the mid-table mediocrity. Say hello to Tony Walsh. I want to be furloughed. Nope. Aww. Sorry. <laughs> As for me, I am regretting in advance getting up at the crack of dawn this Sunday. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. And now this week's show. Is- 
介を宝を探しにだけど本当見つからない不適切な浜でじけちりん我らライデイでコケイなヒマジン余計なことをすぐ考え出すあの夢なエジソンもアインシュタインも暇人で飲む暇すぎてイメージン気丈の黒にふっと息をかけくら闇に光を注ぐ Alright, it is time for some CanCon to kick us off and up first the very exciting U Sports draft and No, U Sports Oh, burn I will take that hit Keep on going. Um, Reggie Larea, Reginald Larea did not go to York United. What the hell, man? Disappointing. It is disappointing. Ruined our Toronto versus Toronto dream, you know, Darby. Ottawa are the new, new Toronto. Is that what that is?、Mm-hmm. Fine. Fine.、Uh, Victory did indeed go to、uh, the Aquaman. Which makes me happy. Can't wait for that kombucha mashup. It's gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> um, and、uh, as did Dracula himself, Mr. Christopher Lee.、Um, I don't have,、uh, other than that, I have not a, a big sense of, of who most of these players are. I know we tried to talk about them in a vague, intelligent sense last week. Not really.、Um, but、uh, Tony. Yeah. Would you like to have your moment in the sun、uh, with the player chant that you came up with? And I, and I think everyone can agree that if、uh, the Eddie's fans do not do this, that's it. They've had, they've had multiple chances with this team. You know, they resurrected it, they brought it back. But if they don't do this, that's it. No more club for them. Done. Well, I think it's just I've been watching too much TV in well, lockdown. Y'all have. And I don't know why, but yeah, the farmer's insurance commercial featuring J.K. Simmons. Who's brilliant. Yeah. So、uh, the Eddies drafted Jackson Farmer. So if their fans don't do Jackson Farmer, dun,、wow. dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> then go home. You don't deserve a team. It's true. Absolutely. That's just science right there. It's brilliant. I look at Jackson Farmer, I, I, I just get the, the Captain Scarlet theme in my head because I feel like. Just the words just scan perfectly into that. Jackson Farmer. I don't remember the rest of the song. But... One of these is going to catch on. I was going to、yes. say, you're doing so well, Duncan. So well.、Yeah. Now, do one, now do one for Stingray. Sorry, Tony. I'm going to have to put you on mute. Duncan, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's all I got. I had to laugh because I,、uh, I, I, I watched the draft. No idea why. And、uh, aside from、um, the comedy that was the order at which they were supposed to draft,、uh, did not broadcast in the order in which they were supposed to draft. Amazing.、Um, my favorite was、uh, not so much a hilarious name in any way, shape, or form, but Halifax's first pick、uh, when it was, when it was read, read out by、um, the host, I can't think of his name,、um, of that CanPL broadcast. Uh, his name's Stefan、uh, Kara Jovanovich. And, and his last name was Kara. He goes, So Halifax has drafted Stefan Kara Jovanovich. It's like, shit, that guy's got four fucking names. No, <laughs> no, he just doesn't know how to say the all the way through. Oh,、um, no. 
He's yeah. like the Balkan Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I, I I did a double take. Uh, what the hell? I mean, it's not that hard. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a draft. I'm not even entirely certain why I watched, and and that's not no disrespect to the players involved, but I didn't know any of them. I don't watch you sports. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what schools have a, a, a soccer team, let alone who plays for them. I'm sure they all do because it's, you know, soccer. It's not really a high budget sport, but uh, I, I was just kind of mesmerized. Uh, the other, actually, no, sorry. The other one that was kind of amusing is um, I forget who drafted him, but there was a player that um, he was playing. He played out of, uh, I think it was Cape Breton University, one of the, one of the East Coast schools, but the shirt that he had on was uh, uh, like in the, the stock photo that they put up uh, uh, Estoril, which is a, portuguese yo-yo team like they play in the first and second divisions like i appreciate that this is the u draft and we're trying to highlight university players but go with the part where he played professionally in portugal for a little bit that would impress me way the fuck more than they whether or not he was a midfielder for carlton university or not as an outsider looking at i kind of felt like oh shit that guy's got a he has a resume so good for him you're such a Euro snob. Cape Breton, oh. not good enough for you? No, it's mm-hmm. not. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> My family's yeah. from there. so Fiddle TT. Yeah. Uh, but potato, a bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> light potato. Is it was a light potato? P-E-I. His like home team then or something when he's at home. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Cape Breton Capers. Jose de Cunha. Can't tell if that's a great name or if that's uh, the start of a low budget uh, action movie. So, <laughs> both. Yeah, it, it, might, it might be both. But yeah, shame about Laredo. Shame about the, uh, the marketing, which we set on a platter for the entire league. We know some of y'all listen. Exactly. What the hell? Why did you make this happen? You, you, we gave brother you brother versus up. brother. Toronto team versus wannabe Toronto team. Come on, it was right mm-hmm. there. But Sad. now we got this instead. It's true. Well, congratulations to all the draftees. Um, you will probably all get playing time. So good for you. Um, oh, and congratulations to the one player that's been drafted for the fourth time. I, I meant to write that one <laughs> down. He'd been drafted four times. Who? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I realize that you get drafted because you're still in university, so you go back to university, which means you're no longer eligible. But to me, it's like, if you've been drafted four times, like, this is North American sports talking. This isn't how CanPL works. But it seems like failure if you have to be drafted a second time, never mind a fourth. Um, He's he's just very committed to his studies. (laughs) Or, or he's just really persistent in trying to make this soccer hobby a work, uh, uh, make it work. So, on a positive note, he's been drafted four times. It means he gets a fifth draft free. The guy to make that card that stamps. That's true. The guy who went number one, which is even more hilarious. Oh, that's who it was Thomas Gardner. 
it's i think also to the the whole oh no sorry sorry this was only his third time sorry this was oh, his third, third time. time i thought it was fourth might have been third yeah. i just i think that like, the new the nuance if not like without knowing it was just kind of like a huh the fuck so apparently he was injured the first year and couldn't play and then last year because of covid he couldn't travel at the time or whatever uh to join the 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 camp um but now now everything is good i honestly i think he just didn't want to play for the aquaman which i don't know why not and so now instead he's going to play for uh edmonton i think the narrative should be who ends up being better a gardener or a farmer <laughs> finally mm-hmm. the answer can be can be had for all of us uh-huh. i'll be on team gardener the aggro derby. The aggro mm. derby. <laughs> and the then, uh, hilariously, the youngest player in the draft uh, at uh, just uh, 18 years, 9 months, and 12 days. Uh, his last name is Keen. Well, that seems eager. I it's, his boyhood, it's his boyhood draft. Mm-hmm. It just made me, it made me chuckle. He's the keener. And the farmer is the oldest, so old man Jackson Farmer. <laughs> Indestructible. Oh, the, the, the are, lyric. Those, are those other lyrics? I wasn't sure. Yeah, the Captain Scarlet thing. Jackson yeah, Farmer, indestructible. Keep pushing Duncan's it, Doug. Really, Duncan's yeah. really pushing this. Uh, this Jackson. I mean, if, if you look up the the lyrics, which, which I did just recently, there, there's there's like you know quite a lot of them, and it it, it could definitely work for. Uh, it needs to be worked on, obviously, but it could definitely be adapted into football chanting for sure. We'll, we'll think about it, Duncan. We'll think mm. about it. Um, mm. A little other Campiel stuff happening. So uh, Dominic Zator, who sort of famously left the Pony Boys um, and was going to test test his wings he was going to go elsewhere it looked like he was completely leaving canpl for other things maybe mls maybe overseas um signed with york united uh, which because they're in a big city now they're hot which was a bit of a surprise but now he is on well it's a short-term loan i don't even know how long it's going to be um with uh vaselins uh in sweden second tier. Oh, very Viking of him. Indeed. Now he is Zator of the Hill People. <laughs> the Hill People. Ooh. That makes it sound much more dramatic. I like that. Yeah. Mm. That's how he should be introduced from now on. I am Zator. I, I am Zator of the Hill People. <laughs> I'm not sure that's nice to call York United the Hill People. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a it's a former right. Blake bed. Is there's a slope up there? Yeah, there's some hills. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so, uh, so it's just been interesting to sort of see over the space of a week um, how this all changed because he went from leaving Calgary to, to try his hand elsewhere to suddenly on Monday signing a two-year deal with, uh, with, with the YUs and uh, James got it over the line. Indeed, James. <laughs> he must have worn a tie. Um, and then, yeah, now he's out on loan until I guess the season starts, which which is honestly is a great thing. I, yeah, I think any idea. stories we see about any of the 
any of the young players being loaned out right now. Uh, Kevin Alleman, another one who uh, is on loan until basically the day that CanPL kicks off. Um, so that could go, you know, very favorably for him. Gets lots of playing time, gets, you know, lots of good match fitness, and then possibly back in time for the new season. Although I'm not sure that he has a contract right now. Um, so that was, that's kind of, that's kind of a good thing. And then. Club foot just uh, load a couple of guys this afternoon. Oh, really? Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know their names right now off the top of my head. What do you think I am? A friggin' casual journalist from a video game? Oh, mm. allegedly. Oh, patch that up, son. Allegedly. Um, what else was I? going to refer to um oh actually well ottawa signed um Kisan. yeah he's one of them there you go good job tony um on loan so that's good from from the club the club foot that's what i just said i know I'm just paraphrasing and, and reframing your words. That's that's what I do. Jesus. All these I went to casual journalism school for this. <laughs> Not really big on the dress code, I hear. <laughs> eh, it's mostly shorts. <laughs> um, I think one of the big ones people have been talking about is um the Pagers new signing, uh Nestor. Manger or Monkey or however you say his last name. Master uh, Manger from uh, Costa Rica. He's uh, you know international, older, obviously like an older vet. Um, he's going to be their, you know, he's going to be their big international signing for this for this season from the looks of it, and has played for, you know, good amount of time defensive midfielder. So they 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 can use some help in that department. So it's. A good signing in that sense. It's definitely not anything, uh, any nod to a youth movement uh, at all, because he's what, 31, 32, something like that. So, um, but he's been playing in the top flight in Costa Rica. So, bizarre. And he's played in the CCL. Mm -hmm. For who? Uh, Saprisa and Cardinal. We've heard of them. Yes. Indeed. Uh, the Purples. Yes. So that's exciting. Brings a little, you know, it's 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 interesting to see like the different places that the the teams go for um, for their new players. And uh, is there somebody else I wanted to really talk about? Nah. Oh, Tristan Henry resigned with the with the Handies, but that mm -hmm. wasn't a big surprise at all. I believe uh, I saw Dom Dwyer also resigned. Mm. And uh, who was the other one? Colin Samuel? Yes, thank you. Mm. I was like, okay, that's good. That's uh, stacked. Uh, uh, we're going for a three-peat. I, just I was going to say, all the, all, 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 all the leagues are, are theirs. Um, oh, yeah, and then what's going on with, with Crutzen again? Is he back? Is he not back? That got very confusing. He had, like, the world's shortest loan. So he's back? I, I did not I did not see or hear how that result that uh... has a if it's even been resolved yes because um, yeah he was it was it was like oh no he's leaving and then suddenly it's like oh his his loan is 
already over. He's been gone for a week. Hey, he you can get a lot done in a week. Yeah, apparently. True. Yeah, he was in Sweden as well, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, you can get a lot done in a week in Sweden. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how? Ikea um, meatballs doing it twice. Yeah. All those social safety nets, there's no need to worry about anything. You can just go out there and do whatever the fuck you want. You'll be fine. They'll take care of you. It'll be great. Yeah, it, it won't be a problem at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the uh, the the why you guys, um, you know, they've been we've, we've, we 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 talk about them a lot, and it's not because they're the closest ish. Actually, Hamilton's probably closer. Anyway, we talk about York United a lot. Um, no, no. the market is. But does it take you forty five minutes to drive to to that's York why, United? That's why Hamilton probably is. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Hamilton's probably is closer. Oh. That's what myself, Duncan, and most of our listeners thought. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I won't edit it out. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I probably didn't say it that way. I don't care. Um, anyway, so we, but we talked about how, you know, they've been reshaping the club in terms of how they've been presenting themselves and, you know, better social media, better comms work. Full names. That, you know, signing some, <laughs> signing some new players, <laughs> uh, renaming their coach. And um, now they have they have a new partnership with a sports tech company. Mm. Is a sports tech company, you ask? That is a really good question. And by reading the, the post- Please be robots, please be robots, please be robots. I'm still not, no, it basically sounds like it's a sports scheduling company. Uh, so I take it to mean that- Sports scheduling, that's exciting. So it's like one of those apps where you're making your own tournament and you put in the names and it shuffles them and makes you a tournament. I feel I thought it was more like along the lines of player X has to have a root canal, but thanks to the fancy new sports scheduling service they're using, he won't be asked to start later on that day. Mm. So it's for people who don't know how to take a note. I don't know. Or talk. Something about on-field performance by reducing off-field stresses. Um, it is an intuitive, robust, and secure way to manage all internal scheduling and communications. Well, I'm convinced Kristen read the pamphlet. Yeah. She may still be reading it. I am reading it right ah. now. <laughs> well, I... Look behind I, the curtain. <laughs> you don't see that, guys. At um, least I feel confident in the future of uh, Zator's dental work. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I literally, I don't know what it really means, but they seem very excited about it, which is good. It's the first Canadian club to deal with this company who... Is it, is it called Jimmy Tech? Uh, Kairos. Oh. Kairos? Mm. I'm saying Kairos, which means it's probably wrong. I hate I'm the Marvel movies. That way. Anyway, they're from Belfast. Oh. <laughs> Northern Irish. Duncan. Um, Heidi, hi, ho. I Just looks like it's, yeah, it looks like they also do, yeah, they, 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 they plot all of the matches and practices. And, but it also says appointments and any other scheduled activities. So to me, this is so there isn't overlap. Um, but they, they apparently work with Premier League clubs. It doesn't say who in the release. Do we have to put sp paid sponsorship over this episode? No. Uh, are, are, are they Catholic or Protestant? 
I'm, I'm assuming by uh, York United. Oh, the York United wears green and blue. Oh, they're hedging their bets. Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, all right, moving on from that. Um, Jonathan David, uh, who we, you know, we, we bring Jonathan David up uh, every now and again. Uh, he's been kind of one of the heir apparents to Canada's uh, scoring woes, especially off, still sort of had been living off of that great Gold Cup performance um, a couple years back, but it sort of stumbled earlier this year with Lille as now scoring goals, scored again today, um, playing very well. Lille now vying with PSG for the top spot. Uh, so is he, in your mind, is he the go-to guy for the men's national team for the goal production or Kyle Lahren? having done so well we talk about him a lot or is it lucas cavallini um it's still jonathan david it's still jonathan oh, yeah. david oh, yeah yeah even even if he was slumping just by the uh opposition he's been facing compared to the other two you mentioned uh laren you know the turkish league is good uh but you know the who uh david is facing week in and week out you know that that's going to elevate his game mm-hmm. Yeah, let let uh, Jonathan David play all against all those teams, Bermuda and you know, Aruba, all of the ones we're playing. Let him score a shitload of goals, overtake Dero, and then we can fucking forget about Dero. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but you know, this is his chance. You know, go out there and just right fill there. his fucking boots against these minnows and overtake Dero before he's even. How old is Jonathan David right now? 21, 22? Right? Yeah, he's still a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to score many goals with boots full of minnows. <laughs> it's true. It's a new, it's a new training uh, technique. Just don't don't knock it. So. And it's like when you you stick your feet in those like big pools full of fish, and they exactly. sort of they, massage they, your oh, feet or suck, eat suck the dead, dead skin. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a new doing technique. that whilst playing. It's that could be Canada's new motto after taste the soup: eat the dead skin. <laughs> yes. Appetizing. Hmm, yes. We're sorry for anyone who's listening to this while they're eating. Um, all right. So, yeah, so we're all in agreement. Jonathan David, still the man. Yeah. And he just turned 21 uh, a couple weeks back. So, uh, which is good. Tremendous potential for him uh, going forward over the next uh, several years. Uh, one other thing before we move on from CanCon. Uh, so, you know, we, we do talk about uh, the lack of a women's league, no NWSL clubs right now, but while there aren't any NWSL clubs or upper level, upper level uh, women's clubs or leagues in Canada, there are now three new League One Ontario women's sides. So welcome to the uh, Guelph Union, Waterloo United, and Tecumseh uh, women's sides, which is great. That uh, helps expand the development at least um in Ontario for uh women to have a springboard to get some playing time get some experience uh while still you know looking for career opportunities elsewhere so that's and that's a good chunk of uh clubs in Ontario they keep uh they keep they continue to build on this like 16 sides I think um Mm -hmm. for the women which is great Mm -hmm. um compared to not almost as many for the the men still have a few more which is fine 
Uh, I like that Guelph Union badge. wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, it's that's a that's a that's a quality little uh, quality little badge. Actually, the, the the women are called Union, and the women are or, sorry. The women are called Union. The men are called United. Yes. Mm. That's I, I, I'm I'm okay with that distinction as long as they don't call them like, you know, Guelph Lady United. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that is it's so. It's always so cringy. Well, and then that's, and that's then, my favorite Guelph-based dating app. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Jesus. Anyway, so it's, but it is, it is good to see it. It's, it's always good to see um, uh, the, at least the provincial development growing so that as we hopefully continue to develop women's soccer in this country, that there's a, a really good framework to, you know, take from when we can get either a, a Canadian women's league, which probably will be forever or get some NWSL clubs here so that there's, you know, there's something to pull from. There's something to look at. And um, these clubs have already been, the parent clubs have already been involved in OPDL. And it's, it's just, it's a really, it's a heartening development, at least at this level. Mm -hmm. More than likely at this point, it's maybe just going to be putting a, sort of a platform that can you know, be, help them get places in like NCAA or what have you. It'd be very useful for that. Exactly. Maybe eventually it'll lead to other things, but can't hurt uh, more teams the better at this point. Oh, great. Yay. Welcome aboard. MLS time. Uh, as we mentioned in the broadcast, the the fight rages on. So last week's uh, midnight deadline came and passed. Uh, well, a number of people, myself included, sort of sat here staring at Twitter going, maybe they mean midnight on the West Coast. And I thought, I'm not staying up till 3 a.m. I don't care that much. So I went to bed and then the next morning discovered that they had extended the deadline. Oh, you know, we've decided to give it another week. Um, we're having talks and we've put forth our counter offer. It's, it's, you know, it's, it sounds very much like the league thinks that they are, are putting forth counter offers and negotiating good faith, but it doesn't, no one has said that they have given up an inch of their demands, um, which is basically we don't want to pay you any more money and we don't want to negotiate to all the money from all these TV rights and, you know, renewed interest in soccer in North America over the next five years happens because we want to keep all the money to ourselves. Um, so we've got in the ensuing days, recent days, as the new deadline creeps up on us, which is uh, midnight on February 4th, day after recording, um, is that you know, we've seen posts from Toronto Sporter groups, 
We've seen uh, posts, uh, a post from the International Supporter Council as they try to continue to <laughs> erase the stupidity from last year. But it's good. Support the players. Support the players. I won't din them for supporting the players. Um, and then you've seen uh, players unions from other leagues, uh, you know, coming up and, and stepping up the WNBA, uh, the NBA, I think. So I see the NFL's players union, I, I believe, uh, join yes. in on that. I think I said, um, or yeah, it was the NFL, the NBA. I don't mean. Oh, no, 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 definitely. It was, no, it was, M it was WNBA, I think was first, which isn't a surprise. Um, and then NFL and then the NBA. I'm not sure if the NHL did. I know the women's uh, hockey league did. Anyway, adding to that today, uh, which is possibly my favorite thing, is the uh, the referees union <laughs> have, have, have stepped forward um, and said, A "Common enemy, I see." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. To be uh, fair, it only happened after uh, six MLS players union reps surrounded them and started yelling at them, <laughs> waved their hands and at wait, them. Yeah, it's not going to work this time. We're not playing. <laughs> So the professional, yeah, the Professional Soccer Referees Association, which is for um, refs in uh, Canada and the United States. So the Professional Soccer Referees Association has been closely monitoring through VAR uh, the ongoing situation between MLS and the MLS Players Association over the last few months. And yeah, they, they laid all, they're all, they, we know firsthand the difficult situation that the MLS players endured in order to go to work and provide live sports in 2020. For fans across North America, MLS players professionally took on their role in 2020 and were the second sports league back behind only NWSL. Nicely done, referees. Our officials in MLS saw the players' commitments both to staying safe and staying competitive, all from a truly unique perspective. Um, we stand with the MLSPA and the fans. Let the players play, which is the let them play is the is the hashtag. Let them play 2021. And uh, but it's great. It's great to see, and it it just delights me to no end that the that the refs have decided to be like, yeah, yeah, we're in on this too. I love it. You think Donna Summer would re-record her hit, "Let the players play," and just go on from there? <laughs> if Dolly Parton is willing to uh, to be re-recording things, uh, yeah, yeah, the five to nine, yeah. Everything um, is on the table. I like this. Yes, exactly. Some somebody reach out to Donna Summer immediately. <laughs> it's COVID. She ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Lockdown. That's that's the rally that we've we've all been waiting for. She says only if she can take uh, the opening penalty kick at the twenty twenty six World Cup. Done. That's Fair. that's the easiest. Yeah. Mind yeah. you, also be the. Like, how do you lose that? Like, how how do we lose as viewers uh, as she takes the opening kickoff from Toronto? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> mm -hmm. He suspects. But yeah, so anyway, solidarity is good. Another yeah. another yeah. deadline coming in just over a day, and we think the referees really allowed to come out and fully expose their biases like that. That seems. Yeah. They are, they are, but they have to them, down the middle. They have to put them on little cards, though, and whip them dramatically out of their pockets. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, you can so red card entertaining hosts, at least. So they're red carding the owners. Mm. Mm. Or the league itself. So next season, when we have the the, the Greek referees again, because oh, is that North the American trail? refs aren't allowed. That's where Duncan comes out to shine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be, be very careful about the, what they're whipping out of their back pockets. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate what these refs are doing, but... This is getting the back. Oh. Wow. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the, the refs are, Greek refs are definitely ready to stand behind the uh, the players <laughs> in this one. So yeah. the deadline is Thursday night at midnight, <laughs> um, and with with so much, uh, basically nobody is coming out in favor of the league or any of the owners, which is really not a surprise. But sometimes you'll see like someone who decides to be a little. You know, I, I'm gonna. Why shouldn't the owners say this? Uh, it's almost, almost. Although I don't pay attention to Alexi Lawless, presumably he's on the side of the owners. I don't know. Um, but you're getting so much overwhelming support for the players that I wonder: is this deadline? Are we gonna see the deadline extended again tomorrow night? What do you guys think? Or is this it? No, no. they'll keep going. Extend it. Yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll just keep on, like, you know, talks are ongoing, even if there's none. Or, you know, there's been, like, a couple of words back and forth. Mm-hmm. Until they get that backing from, you know, business magnates like Scrooge McDuck and Currency <laughs> Charles and the GameStop people. Oh, got to get the GameStop people. Yes, that's, that's that's the that that has to be what they're waiting for. Um, well, the one thing is though, it's got it, they can only extend it so far if they're still planning on starting at the the date they had released, which is the beginning of April. So there has to be a certain length of time for preseason. Um, players seem to be in their home cities now. If you follow any players on social media. You know, Toronto players are all posting from and in and around the GTA. Um, those are the only players I really follow, but I'm sure other players from other cities are in their various cities as well. Uh, so there's only so much time they can continue to push this back if they want to stick to that schedule. And that's, that's of course, the big if. But once they start figuring out TV broadcasts and all of those things, of course, it all went by the wayside last year um but yeah it's it's interesting to it's interesting to contemplate how long they're gonna they're they're going to try to drag this out and and i think yeah they probably will extend it one more time but i feel like it's gonna again they can only go so far right before they just decide to make a decision whether it's sort of give in or um or you know, take a hard line, which is stupid, but wouldn't be surprising. So, if they do get locked out, um, players' contracts are effectively null and void, um, and they are able to seek employment elsewhere until the league comes back. 
So will we see a flood of players to Europe, to South America? What do you guys think? I would uh, like that to happen. Yeah. Just from, from a, just from a bargaining standpoint, I would love to see that to happen because that would be the ultimate backfire. Like the way that, the way I feel like uh, unions, uh, sports unions, especially like kind of work in a North American sense is that where the fuck else are you going to go? Like nobody in the NFL, like, yeah, you might be a quarterback that makes $20 million a year playing for middling team, but it's not like you can go and ply your trade in the Japanese football league and make, you know, $18 million. There's no alternative. CFL is right there, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's be honest. So you don't like Joe Theismann? <laughs> no. Doug Flutie? No. Yeah, Fuck Flutie. him. I mean, I love Doug Fleet. Fuck him. He was, so good. <laughs> he was so good. He always killed the cats. Um, But like, but realistically though, like there's no, there's no way like this is it this is all you got this is if you want the best you want to get paid the best that's it um ton of those players could easily slot into the random english championship teams that are eyeing them the random scandinavian teams that are eyeing, like like they just go and do you think they're coming back like realistically you think you're coming back you can make you can make what you were making over there, but you know you're not going to get screwed over by greedy, greedy owners who are just yeah. trying, who are just trying to dick with you. Who are just trying to dick with you because that's really what this looks like. That can happen, you know. Yeah. Ask no, I, various I, players. Absolutely, it can happen. But I mean, so what if you, so what if you get blackballed by MLS? Still Except a whole bunch of other can't. leagues. That's the thing. Part of part of the agreement, the players part of the part of the thing they have with the the players have with the league is that when the league comes back, they have to take them back. They have to be allowed back. Now, whether or not the players want to come back and whether or not um, anybody would want to follow them back, you know, like now there's a certain, you know, you manage, MLS manages to attract some higher profile players, um, both in the prime and in the, in the sunset of their careers, that sort of thing. But you still get, you know, they, they, they get the money. MLS pays a decent amount of money. And you get all this thing, all this happening. But when you do this, you know, players all go overseas, play for other clubs and be like, fuck them. Do not come back with us. If we decide to go back, tell them no. You know what I mean? Well, interestingly, going forward, this like, you know, for players who haven't played in this league, it's not exactly a glowing endorsement. Exactly. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of treatment. You know, it's not exactly a great advertisement. And yeah, Mark's, Mark hit the nail on the head. It's like the, this league that's run heavily by people who are either previously involved with other North American sports or, you know, that's what they um, have been brought up in the business sense around. Don't have that idea of like, you know, yeah, like using the NFL as an excuse or as a, as a example. Um you're locked out. You don't have an alternative. It's, this is a completely different beast compared to every other sport. Like there's really no other sport you can compare it to um, with, you know, as where, as far as your options go. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, those are like, I, I think kind of the only thing is there's kind of that mid range player who probably makes more money in MLS than he would in like a, a rando scando team, you know? So there's maybe that, 
you know, you, you're, you're kind of, uh, a, you know, 12th man kind of thing is probably making more money than you can make at, uh, Stavanger. But your, still, your, first, your, your top level players probably are as well. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah. Your DPs are getting a, a big sort of extra chunk of money to come and bastardize their career by finishing it over here. But uh, basically, yeah, players are going to go overseas and some of them probably are going to want to come back. I cannot wait for the re-entry draft. (laughs) Yes. Whatever they call it. You mean the Audi re-entry draft? Oh, no. I hope it's the the Durex re-entry draft. Uh, and you know, if ooh, players move to it overseas, does then a different team get to put in a, a discovery claim against them for if they want to come back? Oh, hey, Michael Bradley, no, you can't come back here. You, Columbus, has your rights now. They discovered you. It's <laughs> what it's what Columbus happen. does. Yes. That's a good question. I I have I have no idea how that aspect of it uh, of it works. Well, well, I mean, there's another problem. If they all become, I don't, I don't know, if their contracts are nullified, they are in, I assume, in world soccer parlance, all on Bosmans. So, so that means they, you know, for many of them, the the better players would be end up signing. There's a potential. Okay, let's use Io Akinola as a as an example because he's got some interest. Um, you know, some team, Cardiff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but but you know, they they, they want to and they sign him to a, a two or three year deal. It's like an MLS opens, oh, you can come home now. So like, no, and, I I signed for three years here. The other thing too is is that like some clubs have kind of, I feel like they're buying like hot properties from South and Central America with the express intent of we're going to flip, we're going to sell these guys on for more than, than uh, we way more than what we paid for them. And that's fine. That's a business model. Here's the thing. If they go away on free, how much do you get Fred? Here, <laughs> <laughs> you're scouting an investment or now garbage because you know, we want, we wanted to squeeze, we wanted to claw back a million dollars in wages. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't even think about that side of it. Like uh, again, because not every, team, well, not every team is doing it, but like, like it was clear to me, like when Atlanta joined the league, buying up all these guys who are like on the cusp of like the step to fame, stardom and money. And you know, that one of them paid out huge. Uh, so like, yeah, that like, they've already proven that that model very quickly worked. So like, what of, like, I mean, uh, what's his name? Gar- Erickson Gallardo. Like, uh, well, he was on a loan, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the loans don't really apply. Um, so Ezekiel Baco, to go with your Atlanta thing. He sure. fucks off to Spain on a free? Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. I imagine Atlanta was banking on like 10 or $15 million for him. And what did and what did they pay to whatever club they bought him for? Yeah, like, that's exactly it. So, like, so for them to push us, for, for them to push a... a, a this you know possibly possible lockout like i can't imagine all the owners are super happy with the idea of it going to that because now they're going to have to find other means of keeping them now whether that's saying you know hey if you don't take a contract we'll keep paying you under the table just shut the fuck up and like that's entirely possible too it's probably highly illegal but you know whatever you can do to prevent your investment from just going to zero 
is a move. So I don't know. I, I, I just kind of feel like if you're going to cause division amongst the owners, uh, somebody should tell Atlanta that and Miami that and LAFC that and LA that like these teams that are actively trying to find the new hotness, so to speak, so they can flip them later. Like Toronto's got two or three guys that fit that description in various, mm-hmm. you know, levels of stature. I Akinola go, going on a free. Oh my god! Oh, oh my yeah, god. he's he's. I think he's like, he's uh, appraised at about five million US right now. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty good turnaround for what did you pay for it? Like, I don't know. I I, I feel. Like I would love for the short sightedness to get to the best, uh, better of of the the owners in the league because fuck them, honestly. But what's nice, but the but the the, the convenience, the niceness of this all is that locking them out. Okay, you think they're all coming back? Do you really think one hundred percent of them are coming back? Some of them, will, some of them will have a contract signed within seventy two hours of that strike happening. Well, that will one thing that one thing that all depends on though is what leagues have open transfer windows at the at the moment. I don't know if that uh, that's not yeah, but okay, but say someone's a really valuable property, uh, and you want to look at them for next. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Actually, the free transfer works different. I think. I think there's an. Uh, I don't think that finishes on transfer deadline day. Okay. I, I think there's this. I think there's a. Like, throw that out there as. A tiny little. I think there's a later date, but okay. But even devil's advocate, you, a player. Uh, we're just gonna keep banging the Akinola drum here. Yeah, a guy who's 21 years old, and you're like, oh, that guy's got a future. I can get him for free. Whatever, I'll sign him now, and he can sit until he can just train with the under 23s or whatever, not play, and he's ready to go for next season. And I got him for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why should that money go to the owner? Yeah keep it like there's like granted not every player not every team has got a player that fits the description yeah there's enough and when you're talking about a team that you know the if your wage bill is five is like three and a half million dollars whatever the hell the cap is 375 i can't remember and you can you can literally sell one dude to make that money and then some i know the team doesn't actually pay it but that's not the point you made five million dollars just for hanging on to a dude literally that's that's it and now you're not going to get five million dollars again these guys are nickel and diming these owners are nickel and diming you damn right they want that five million dollars for ala canola absolutely more than more than the million dollars they're trying to claw back in salaries so (laughs) i hope you play yourself mls me too (laughs) that would be entertaining well the next yeah the next uh next couple days will be interesting um yeah they probably won't be it'll just get extended it'll just get extended and or um someone's gonna give in a look everyone will concede a year on either side you know what i mean like the league will be like all right well we only want to extend the cba by one year and we'll give you one more year of wages at blah 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 or we want yeah, I'm instead of 95%. But because, you know, this, this could be like the third potential lockout within just over a calendar year, right? Like this is almost, this is the third time that this, the league is almost shut down 
within the last 12 months. You can only break down like labor relations for so long before the trust is completely gone. Look at Major League Baseball's Player Association right now. Oh, dear God, yeah. Refuse to give an inch <laughs> on, you know, on something that maybe a few years ago they may have. And, but, but it's because the owners reap what they sow. Well, stay Sounds tuned, everybody. From a player standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a completely frivolous MLS news, um, just because I love it and I wanted to bring it up, and I can only hope that we suddenly have a wave of delightful third jerseys, but uh, the Union's third jersey was revealed. I love it. It's pretty cool. I, I, yes, it is. It makes me very happy. This kid. I look forward I to like, Toronto's ones with all its maple leaves on it. Oh, that'll be hot. Um, Please, mm-hmm. we have we have maple leaves on it. Maple leaves. I, 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 I hope I, TFC goes for a Ted DiBiase kid. Money, 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 yeah. money, money. Gold, <laughs> black. Which is, you know, so Toronto, right? Gold and no, black should... Ovo stuff, and then just, but yeah, it was gold dollar signs. We should go with, uh, we, uh, if we're going to do that, then we should go with Canada's greatest athlete, Iron Mike Sharp. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, know he's, I, know he's, I know he's from Hamilton, but I don't think Forge is ready to leap on to the uh, retro wrestling thing. Just. Mm. Um, the one thing I appreciate about uh, this, this third kit um, is that with the colors, so like I'm not sure if it was year two or maybe it was year one. Uh, Philly had like probably the second dumbest home and away combination in the history of the league. The first still belongs to zombie Shivas where they had red and white stripes for home. And then they had uh, as an away kit, white and red stripes. No bullshit. It was the stupidest fucking thing. So Philly had their Navy shirt with the giant gold bib as their home kit. And their away kit was lighter blue with a giant gold bib. Like it didn't make, it was stupid, but like, like the colors were nice. It was just, why would, why is the literally difference? It's just like, oh, let's, uh, let's wash this out a little bit more. We'll call it the away kit. Lazy fucks. Anyway. So them using light blue, isn't a huge departure. They've already done it. They've just kind of not used it in, in many, many years. This is spectacular. Like from a color standpoint, it's spectacular. The patterns, I don't, the lightning bolts. I don't, I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if it's supposed to be anything. I'm trying to find out. Hold on. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some past with electricity about Philadelphia that I'm clearly forgetting or don't care about. Kristen's reaching. Franklin. Oh, yeah, yeah, it might be Benjamin Franklin. Has a key on the back. It is, it is oh, Benjamin shit, Franklin. It is. Yeah. That makes that. I saw the thing on the back with the key, and I didn't write. I didn't recognize that that was supposed to be a kite. Mm. So, yes, oh, that's so, right. Yeah. And that yes. yes, and that is actually okay. Now I like the kit a little bit more. Oh, now um, we got to think of something invented in Toronto. Insulin. <laughs> <laughs> Did Benjamin Franklin invent keys? What, what, yes, what's the, what's... No, he, no, he used to host key parties for the founding fathers. Ah, right. Oh, right. man. John uh, Hancock had the best time. I, want, I, I now want the insulin kit so bad. <laughs> Fred Banting. Bants. Yeah. <laughs> Banting bants, yes. Oh my god, that's so good. Um, yeah, I, I this is this is delightfully not MLS, and that is a compliment. 
So um, guys, I'm sorry. I know you're all about the insulin, but the paint roller was invented here in Toronto. Nice. That's also good too. <laughs> Imagine just one paint roller. Oh, here's the kit. Like one paint roller and it's like doing a sash. So you got like the sash across. It's all the paint but, roll. Yeah, like, but it's not quite finished. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like somebody just did one swipe done. There's your yeah. kit. Pay me. Oh, oh, oh yeah. wait, wait. The pager. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. Only if you can have the numbers on the back look like the <laughs> and the jock I, tag I, is an actual pager. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually it vibrates. You look down, <laughs> you can see who's calling you. Run faster, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be Greg anymore, would it? Run faster. What's the new guy's name? I think Armass. Sure. Chris. Yes. Chris. <laughs> uh, that that would actually yeah those are. The pager thing would be funny, the, if, specifically for the numbers on the back. But yeah. um, uh, also pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yep. we could have hearts like here in Veen's tulips. Yep. <laughs> um, of course, there's insulin. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still down with the the dripping syringe kit. <laughs> New for 2021, the pancreas kit. <laughs> the pancreatic kit. This might be the weirdest digression this podcast has ever. Oh taken. come on, the insulin kit. The insulin kit's good, man. We'll put also, the dia- We'll put the diabetes on you. <laughs> um, uh, also, Kristen, uh, this has been the weirdest uh, uh, digression, only in this episode. I'm sure. I'm sure there. Are, you're right. There's like probably- that's this is this is. I I would like to apologize to our listeners who had to wait this long for this uh, this descent into madness. It's usually a little earlier. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, uh, man, there's, there's gotta be Tablet. something even more delightful. Tablet is another one. How is this a digression? We had a whole line of Greg Vandy vibrators. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about <laughs> Vandy. <laughs> now in LA. Oh yeah. This is a hot market down there. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Literally. The new tropical um, heat line. <laughs> Um, the last, this is, this is sort of like a random MLS. Anyway, so there's the National Soccer Hall of Fame in the States in Frisco, Texas. Um, and I don't really care about it, except for that they've released the, the list of not just players that are potentially going in, um, but there's veterans and then there's builder ballot finalists. Yeah, you there's, know, a, there's a lot wrong with that list. The builders? All of it. <laughs> well, there's that too. Uh, David Beckham and Thierry Henry, for one thing. Yeah, I was like, pardon Outrageous. me. I know. At this point, we're just looking for reasons for people to actually visit the damn thing. Yeah. If, if, we, if we nominate David Beckham, will he come to Frisco, Texas? No. Like, like, no. like our stuff. Please no, but, like our stuff. But we might be able to get we might be able to get a Madame Tussaud on loan. Yeah. For the opening weekend. Maybe they figure. Mm-hmm. Maybe they figure Beckham will show up with uh, Inter and uh, Thierry Henry will stop by when Montreal goes and plays. So. Um, but a couple things. So on the veteran ballot finalist, uh, Linda Hamilton apparently. Oh yeah, I, that's I mean, she's done so much though. Yeah. She started this, off in like uh, the early '80s under the tutelage of uh, Kyle Reese. You know. And then uh... kept her career going, bringing up her troubled son John. <laughs> 
even though she spent so much time in rehab. But it's good to see, you know, like like her come back strong, yeah. guiding the next generation. She deserves now. her judgment day. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, I can't tell if you're joking. You must be. But, like, I don't know who... Dude, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. I don't know who she is, but... Oh, hang on, hang on. Linda Hamilton, American coach. Linda Ann Hamilton is... No, American no, no. Coach. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm ruining this because I'm genuinely confused. I'm with right. me to the Hall of Fame. Uh, she's got, she's got oh, 82 caps for the U.S. Oh. national team. She did what for the U.S. national team? She got 82 caps between 87 and 95. Yeah, she played for Club Noir. Oh, that, um, that is a reach that people are going to be looking up. That's, I, I just, yeah. Club Noir. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, okay. All right. So this is real. This is not for those of you who fell for it. Like, like me, it's not the actress. It's a real I wasn't person. Just, I wasn't just making shit up. Come on. Um, but the builder ballot finalist. So the builder, build a bear is what I, I like to call this. Um, has some oh, shit. Has a couple names that TFC fans might recognize. Kari Sites. I know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Richard Groff. Like, oh, fuck that guy. Damn, the club was tech noir. Damn it. Never go. mind. Um, <laughs> Good job, Tony. I play, so, uh, I, I play myself. Yes. Everyone's I pl- favorite. Uh, Throw your headphones off and fuck off. You're yeah. done. I, yeah. Me, You're from done, the, me from the future yeah. just showed up and killed me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tim Lywicki. I, for one, welcomed you, Tony. <laughs> he... You can you could chop him apart and he just melts and comes back together. It's amazing. Mm. New Tony gets the joke right. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So Tim uh, Wiki and Kevin Payne for fuck's and sake. And Kevin Payne. I hope I hope they give him a leftover Anuk shook. <laughs> I'm just like He's missing the like, top two. Yeah. The top two stones. Kevin Payne has a long and storied career. It's a shit story though. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's like a long until, it's a, it's a oh, long red thread. Like, <laughs> like, what has he done since he left Toronto though like that's the drive DC into the ground or is that where sat back and collected all his uh, severance NDA money like, found, I... found Ryan Nelson more employment no he hasn't done anything since leaving TFC shame have, shame you know how dare you retire <laughs> so yeah Anyway, it just struck me as funny to sort of see like the 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 two kind of. I hope I hope they award uh, Kevin Payne his award, and just as he gets on stage and holds it up, Tim Lewicki comes up from behind him and pushes him off stage. Ah! <laughs> now a real winner's here. Well, yeah. So Kevin Payne, obviously for 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 DC, not for Toronto, and I guess Liwicky for Toronto. But it's just interesting, anyway. Have Liwicky the Booby the Galaxy as well, and what he's done since then was he with Miami Uh, or the league? He brought he brought Hall of Famer David Beckham over here, Duncan. That's true. That's all you need to say. Honestly, him immediately. He was he was a GM in like major indoor soccer league, for God's sakes. That's, that thing's been dead. That thing's been dead for like twenty five years. That might yeah, because be he left. Yeah, it's true. But he he was with I'm not sure if he was with Wichita or Kansas City. Like he he's been in soccer business when being in soccer business was probably damn near impossible. 
So good for him. I had like Wiki, I have absolutely zero problem with. Some of these other ones can go fuck themselves. Francisco Marcos, well, I haven't seen that name in a long time. He was the guy who founded the uh what you know now what you now know as the uh USL. Oh, he was a he was oh, a, a if he if he wasn't a founder, he was a longtime president pre-merger, like before it got observed absorbed yeah. into the air quotes pyramid. The yeah, US the US ISL, the United States Independent Soccer League had at one point of like 80 fucking clubs, including one called uh uh North, uh Carolina Dynamo, which which had nothing to do with like the Russians, but it had uh, forests, uh, uh, not uh, not even forests. I remember that. That was amazing. They oh, stole dude. forest logo. Uh, the guy, the guy owned. The guy what does what does that have to do with dynamos? Strong question, Doug. Oh, what Carolina. Is, strong question. That isn't in the media guide, but <laughs> the fact that he was he was a fan of he was a forest fan, the owner. So why he called them the Carolina Dynamo and then put the tree on it? Eh. Yeah, what is it, Carolina Forest? Come on, yeah, yeah. commit. Commit to the bit. Do, does Carolina even have trees? I, I feel like they don't. Just like to, to ba- tobacco plants? It might have just been an overgrown tobacco plant. I mean, North, North Carolina and South Carolina, they, they, you know, put the two of them together. It's a fairly big geographic area. I'm sure there's at least one tree in there. Yeah, but like forest caliber? Like, I know there's palm trees in the South, but like a bunch of palm trees together, is that a forest? Sure. Let's okay. say yes. All right. all right, Duncan. Duncan ruled everyone. Mm. Now, now we've all learned. We've all grown as people today. You know who else yes. is going in the uh, Hall of Fame? Go on. The uh, first graphic designer to put flames coming from the back of a soccer ball. Oh, he. Yeah, he. I think. I think he got in. Uh, he got in about six years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> changed the game. <laughs> He just shows up at board meetings out of expansion teams like that logo got flames on it. Yep. Wearing now, a guy wearing a guy Fieri shirt. And then he fucks right off out the door because he's on his way to Des Moines to add a flame to their ball. <laughs> <laughs> the hair's you know what this needs? <laughs> the flames. <laughs> which had flames. Uh, which is perfect. Yep. I wonder if the Buffalo Blizzard had flames. I don't think it did. It would have been stupid. Called the Blizzard have flames. Mm. <laughs> it would have been flames. Put them on. <laughs> it's so what cool. If, wow, Chet is so cool. One of those, like this SC Bahamas, one of the builder finalists, is a fucking referee. I. Mm. Okay. He the league somehow. It's a retired Iranian American football referee. Best known for supervising two matches in the 1998 FIFA World Cup. Oh, I remember him. Do you remember? Did there was? Uh, I hope it's a bit because if it's, I'm I mean, I mean, just completely stopping there. Uh, <laughs> like, no, yeah, there, there, there was there was there was like Norway versus Brazil. It was again that he gave a penalty and people to give a penalty to Norway, and people were outraged about it. Um, then later on a Swedish TV station uh, got like unseen footage, new camera angles that showed that he did actually make the right call. Um, the yeah, Swedes so took, the Swedes stood up for the Norwegians. They did, yes. Wow. Tori Andrew Flo had his jersey pulled and yeah, he, he's, the rep saw it and was vindicated and uh, uh, he's currently the current uh, Colorado Director of Referees. Ooh. Well, there you go. Mm. Excellent. 
Standing mm. solidarity, folks. Yes. Uh, th that particular call that I was talking about there was uh, later selected by Referee Magazine as one of the best 18 calls of all time. I knew well, I should. Who was in? Who was one of the best eighteen calls in Referee Magazine? A spot. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> couple questions. Couple questions. One. Go on. Referee Magazine. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Two. I know. You couldn't get the twenty, could you? You lazy pricks. You could. <laughs> so they're all sitting around. I was like, I'm only a. I can well, only get eighteen. Anybody got anyone else? Mark, one for every player named to the match day squad. That's weak. I sent three. What month does the, the swimsuit issue come out? <laughs> I wish to leave this section of the show. Oh, but I learned there's referee magazine. <laughs> now I want to subscribe. Pierre Luigi Collini. Woo! <laughs> Not what just bald on top. Yeah, thank you. I was about to make a hairless <laughs> joke too. That's awesome. for introducing this section. What have I done? Yes. Uncle <laughs> Ted. The regret is strong within me. Oh my God, referee.com is this is amazing. Oh, but it also includes umpires. Boo, they're not real refs. Yeah, let's get out of this fucking segment. We have to talk about this because there's actual TFC pot potential TFC drama to discuss. Oh, potential about, things to discuss. Right. Wow. The Remember Baldomiro Toledo? You'll never believe what he looks like now. <laughs> uh, actually, I would. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> That's it. I've, I've, I've devolved into whining. This is not good. You've got no carrots. You have got no carrots. I will message all of your fucking wives and Do have it. them carrots on snake. Do it. Do it. I'm gonna. You think I won't? Hey, hey Tony. Yo. Jeffrey Palmer. What? Was his name? Jeffrey Palmer? No. Jackson Farmer. Jackson Farmer. God damn it. Oh. Jackson Farmer. Da, 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 da. Okay, sorry, Kristen, you were saying? Um, I was gonna say, good question with regards to that, Tony. I mean, is, is this a, a commercial that's on TV now? I hate yes. it's it's what I, I do. I just I feel like I don't really watch TV aside from do PVR things where I skip commercials. I mean, mm -hmm. when are you ever watching actual commercials? I only watch the commercials. People do that now. Ah. Oh, you got one of those. Uh, I have I have like a reverse PVR. PVRs. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that was the Simpsons thing. To Marge very conscientiously watched all the commercials. Yeah, that's right. That's you. Good yep. job, Tony. It's me. So mm. Altador's leaving. Yeah. Um, potentially. 
I said first in Referee Magazine. Okay, no. Anyway, so it's the off season and uh, Americans had a, a friendly or a match or whatever and coach Greg Berhalter who refed it. Leaving Josie Altador out of the match <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago. Um, one, because he had a bit of a knock, but also mm. because we didn't want to aggravate said knock because Josie was getting interest you know, for a potential transfer that was going to happen like any day now um, from a Central American club or a South American club. And um, I thought it was quite hilarious that this was happening and sort of being like coming from the American coach as opposed to Josie. And everyone was like, oh my God, yeah, Josie wants to leave. And there's this rift between Josie and Ali Curtis and blah, blah, blah. And so it blew up very very quickly it was a fun it was a fun day or so on uh, on tfc twitter and then josie comes out with a vaguely started talking about satanism refuting um tweet you know don't believe everything you see or don't you know the, the what is it the devil is working overtime or something yeah see and i was like i was like lucifer's giving up nightclubs going yeah. into force management what devil, devil's out greg berhalter's the devil like this whole time it's been greg berhalter yep jesus it's really a way to endear endear yourself to your coach um berhalzebub to his friends Ooh. <laughs> But it, it sort of what happened on TFC Twitter, though, was really interesting to see how much of the fan base is ready to say goodbye to Josie. Mm. Or at well, least how much of the social media vocal fan base uh, is ready to say goodbye to Josie. Because some of it, cool. some of it was like from an angle of business sense, though it wasn't like just like emotional. Oh no no! It was like oh no! It was it was rational, but you know, sports fandom is often, you know, irrational. I don't think. We, see, I don't think there's a lot of hatred. I don't think there's really any hatred here for Aldador, but I think there's probably I didn't a hatred. I just thought it was surprised at how how many of what I saw was like. You know what? You're right. It is time to move on. Yeah, I mean, it was only surprised. It, it was only a year ago that everyone was like, we can't fucking let, let Aldador go as well. Dude, sign Josie. We've already lost Jorinko. Sign Josie. We can't lose him as well. That was only a year ago. So, yeah, I agree. It is a bit weird. But I think if you pull this show... Mm. Go, go on, Krista. Pull us. I don't know that I want to, I'm afraid. Pull us. Pull us. Pull, pull us. us. Pull us. I like Josie Altador. I will be happy for him to stay. I can see the arguments uh, that he shouldn't. It seems like TFC is in the... Uh, process of moving on from that team and uh yeah he's a bit injury prone isn't he so yeah, yeah. might as well i think that's my take if they can get anything valuable for him now it's probably their last chance i'm also in the same boat i would like him to stay but if somebody wants him and it's of and like of any value whether that's money or player personnel that's reasonable um yeah do it um I've got all the time in the world for, 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 for Josie. If he retired at TFC, I'd be okay with that. Yep. But it's going to get to a point where you're, you're paying, you know, millions of dollars to a guy who's still injury prone, getting slower. And now there's no return. And I mean, it's still 
from a soccer business point of view, from a manager point of view, from a personnel point of view, do you really want this guy in the books when you could be paying somebody that wage who can play, who is healthy, who doesn't, who isn't, you know, what, how old is Josie? 31, 32? I'm yep. right. So like you could get somebody, you could pay somebody to do all that at 24, 25. So I don't know. I'm just, that's, that's where my head is at. I would like him to stay, but I wouldn't be upset if he goes. Yeah. And it, we obviously we talk about Josie a lot and whether or not he's, you know, still wants to be here, whether he's able to produce at the level that Toronto needs for the amount of money that they pay him. Um, yeah. If he can get a deal elsewhere where he's going to get some money and maybe a different, you know, a different opportunity, maybe it's time. Um, like if he stays, Dear gods, please let him be healthy. Um, obviously, twenty twenty was is a tough year again to rate anybody on, but and and he obviously was not at his anywhere near his best. Um, but he is often injured, and yeah, he's also the scorer of many iconic goals and important goals for Ooh. Toronto. It's tough, but um, speeches, yeah, never mind goals, iconic speeches, speeches, speeches. Yeah. So then, sort of on the- I, I think, you know, I mean, what we should do is, you know, is there somebody on Sunderland we can just swap him for? <laughs> yeah, and I, I look up Sunderland and, Will Grigg, let's get Will Grigg over here. Oh, I hear he's on fire. So they say. So he's they say. Have they put him out? He would terrify MLS defences. He, he really would. <laughs> and, you know, I think Altador could light it up in League One. He could do well there. Would make for a great third season of the documentary. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Um, and then uh, sort of on the heels of this, you know, if you're talking about Josie leaving, oh, well, Iowa Canola is here, right? Sort of, you know, a little kind of looking at him kind of as the heir apparent to Josie uh, for that position. And then you realize or you find out, you know, Iowa only has a year left on his contract. And so he's a free agent after this season. And then suddenly you start to get reports that, well, he's got interest, which isn't surprising considering the season he had. Cardiff. Um, QPR. Obviously, uh, obviously, you know, Ryan Nelson put in the word. Um, Brentford, hey, the bees. Uh, uh, a uh, couple slides in Turkey from the looks of it. Anyway, so there was, there's, it's all rumor mill stuff and that's part of the, the silly season, but, you know, sort of becomes the question of, is he leaving? Is it a bad thing if he leaves? Not for TFC, because yes, I think that'd be a bad thing if he left as well, but is it a good thing for him as a player? Is it a good thing for Toronto? Does Toronto suddenly for the first time ever, other than selling a player for grass, become a selling club? Like, this is life in uh, being not in an A-level division. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just got to be used to it. It's, you know, that's just life. <laughs> We're, this, any player in this league who gets too good is going somewhere else right now. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's, not, it's, a good, it's better than the former league where there was like, you weren't producing especially young players of any interest to anyone outside of North America. It is a good thing. It's a frustrating thing for 
uh, especially I think North American fans who are maybe new to the sport who don't quite understand the Darwinianism of football, you know, mm-hmm. and, but um, it is a good, it is a good thing that, that the league is finding young talent that is and it's same for CPL. You know, we've seen a little bit, okay, on a lesser level, not the multi-million dollar deals, but it, it's not a bad thing. It's just the way the world of football works. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Good luck to him. Go on. Um, and then the next thing is, you know, everyone's sort of been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for any kind of player movement within TFC because there's free agents within the Toronto FC organization that haven't been re-signed. Um, Justin Morrow is, I think, the biggest question mark in terms of players that we think they're going to sign to a new contract, but still nothing. Is your happened. biggest question mark? All right, shut up. Um, and the uh, you know, but you know, obviously TFC needs a new DP, um, and you know, there's 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 stuff that people are wanting. So then, when there actually finally was a signing rumor, or at least a TFC link to blah blah blah, so. Raphael Bore, River Plate. Um, you know, you look at his stats, you're like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, it's it's not like holy shit, this guy's amazing, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's better than your know, Maxi Ruti and Gilberto. Uh, it's oh, on. Yeah. Like, it's closer to those guys than it is to you know Javinko and Alderdo, what have you, but. Just looking at his stats, he's better than they were when they were in South America. So, could work. It doesn't look like he's going to be a like thirty goal scorer per season or anything like that. But theoretically, it could work. I don't know. Like, if you looked at any of like his like you know looking at highlights is always very subjective. But saw some nice things. His stats look pretty good. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's won the Copa Libertadores. He's, he's played, he's played very well for his club. He's done well in the league. Um, it's not, I don't think it's a terrible sign. He's not that old. He's only 25. So that's a good mid range age wise, you know, for this. Um, According to the Toronto Sun, he's never boring. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, yes, that's, never. That's all. That's a great mm. nickname, though. That's 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 amazing. Never boring, Raphael Bore. Yeah. Wow, mm. the headline writer was just on fire that day. Yes. Was he a soccer ball? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a really good journalist? He was a builder in the U.S. soccer hall of fame. I'll tell you what your pen needs. <laughs> um anyway so it's just it would, it's it's at least a rumor that people can be like hey we might actually sign someone probably not but you never know it could happen um and then uh something that we we talked about last week but is now like official 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 is that greg vanny has indeed taken the vast majority of his TFC coaching staff, Jason Bent included, with him to the Gal. 
Um, Traitors, a lot of them. Oh, I know. <laughs> Shun mm-hmm. them. No, honestly, you know what? Good luck, Jason Bent. Get lots of high-profile assistant coach exposure and go forth and do good things. Um, but my question is, what's happening with John Conway? Mm. Oh, John Conway. <laughs> He's been replaced with Eagle Level Eagle Lego Man and uh, potential Hall of Famer Kevin Hartman as goalkeeper coach uh, for the Galaxy. So Conway, is he still with Toronto FC? Is he just probably? Is he just wandering around like the BTG all by himself because nothing's going on right now? Yeah, probably. I mean, my guess would be, you know, given that Vanny's taken pretty much everybody else, my guess would be, you know, he probably got offered a job and turned it down because, you know, his wife's got a good career going. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I totally figured that's, uh, I'm not. Yeah, presumably he'll still be here. It's got to be lonely for him, though. Yeah. I wonder if they're making him hang out with uh, Hernandez. (laughs) Friendship? Friendship. (laughs) Lonely? Lonely? (laughs) Friends? Colleague. (laughs) Zoom call? (laughs) Happy hour. Um, anyway, yes. So I was just, it just made me think of that. I was like, I was like, oh, poor John Conway. But I also figured it was because, yeah, like Andy's obviously got. Um, all the work she's doing with one soccer and uh, I don't think that they're going to especially during a pandemic decide to become a a, a two country couple Um, and I think maybe maybe maybe, you know if Jason obviously Jason Bent wasn't going to be the a little bit of continuity uh, on the coaching staff maybe John Conway is who knows I don't know what his relationship is like with uh with Manning or Curtis, but has anyway. he been involved with New York Red Bulls? Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. I don't think so. Oh, he's that out. Could, that could leave him out. Exactly. We could find mm. out any day now that John Conway has been given his walking papers. Um, let's see. As everyone, as everyone quickly searches, mm-hmm. did he play for the Red Bulls? I don't think he so. did play for the did Red he? Bulls. Oh, he's 63 in. appearances. He's back in. No wonder he's around. Now it was years ago, but who cares? He was oh, there. That's He's fine. in. <laughs> Sweet. 2006 to 2009. Was he playing in that 5 0 game? And presumably he was. He was laughing. Oh, <laughs> good question. I bet you he was. Does it have it? Where, where's, where's his stats? We need stats. Um, but yes, so there we go. There we go. Mystery solved. He he played for he played for the Red Bulls organization. Therefore, now that's yeah. casual journalism. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. His youth career was with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Oh, Pride of New Jersey. <laughs> yes. yes, they are. What is done the New Jersey Institute of Technology Highlanders? <laughs> there could be only one. Yes, except there's a couple of schools that are called the Highlanders. Not nuts. Which they probably are not allowed to play one another. For no. The fact that loser dies. So, well, that night sounds like it should be a comedy set in a nightclub or something. 
or like a bad like post Miami Vice Don Johnson show. Yeah, that, that exactly. ABC Comedy Saturday Nights with <laughs> Scarlet Knights at nine. <laughs> All right, well, that is our show. I, honestly, that's it. That's the show. Um, please join us next week when we will see once again what is happening in the land of MLS. Every magazine. Oh, yeah. Referee Magazine, our in-depth review of Referee Magazine. We're going uh, to go through all the centerfolds from the last three years. And uh, now that's a whistle. <laughs> Maybe TFC will assign someone if there's still a league. Maybe they won't. Who knows? Um, I'm sure other things will happen. We'll find out the exact date that the Belarus Premier League will start. Maybe we keep checking. They haven't told us yet. It's very annoying. And um, we'll go from there. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. I have been joined by the entire Book Minority podcast panel out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. On the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Purple referee kit. Bold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, on the tweet machine as well at kitnerd mark with a k not a q mr mark hinkley thank you to all of our patreon supporters for your continued support we genuinely appreciate it we still have t-shirts it's in our zazzle store check the link on our website and for a low low price of 46.95 which is 44 percent off the cover price you too can subscribe to uh, referee magazine for 12 months that's 12 months of all the referee action you can handle in a print publication Back to you, Kristen. Just enter promo code VMP when oh you're checking out. Come on, come on, Mark. You, you missed the important bit. Yeah, I did. I really, truly did. <laughs> Order now and get these collectible yellow cards. Double your order and get red cards. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got a Ted Uncle tote bag. Oh, that's where he keeps his lunch. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at Kings of Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Oh, but it also includes umpires. Boo. They're not real refs. Yeah, let's get out of this fucking segment. Well, no, no. I, I, I found the uh, the referee list's best call in officiating history. Oh, good um, lord. No, no, I haven't. Um, good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be the call. It's got to be the yellow cards. Some of the calls that made the list include the no call by Major League umpire Larry Barnett on the Fisk Armbrister Coalition in the 1975 World Series. Stop talking about other sports. Mm. 
And uh, the, the signal of a three-point goal by Division I men's college basketball referee Jim Burr in the final second of the 2005 Elite Eight matchup between Michigan State and Kentucky. I mean, that's legendary stuff. A pass interference call by a football official Terry Porter in the 2002 BCS National Championship game. Remember a Portland Trailblazer, Terry Porter? Yes. Who would have predicted that the National Soccer Hall of Fame part was the one that was going to drag us into the hour 50 minute mark of a podcast? Who knew? Who knew? Certainly not me. We should probably end the show here. No. No, there's still one more. One more more segment. Uh, The press release was put out by by Referee Enterprises, Inc. Ooh. (laughs) P.O. Box 161, Frank's Quill, Wisconsin. Anywho, it's a fun little rabbit hole. Who was Clive Charles? What did he do? I'm going to message Roz to come, like, throw something at you. All right. Next segment. What's hot in whistles? TFP talk time. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon listener of the week. Brought to you by... (laughs) Brought to you by Pornhub. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, Pornhub too. It's like Pornhub, but the future. <laughs> That's actually a really good gag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's future porn. <laughs> oh, you have you have you have porn. You have your porn pre. Pornhub too. Jerk off tomorrow. So that, 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 <laughs> predict when your porn is going to happen and uh surely it's Pornhub too a good day to die hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> a day to die soft oh. <laughs> oh. we'll just die harder <laughs> true Mark did we figure out when the Belarusian league kicks off oh I actually started down started that dive but uh <laughs> Actually, you know what would here? This might be a better indication. Uh, I'll get back to you in a minute. Like it's not nine one one, but no, I'm 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 genuinely ready for it. All right, cool. Yes, I know, I know. We're like, bring on Team Sputnik. Um, other question. If, was, I... if last year was of any indication, the first game of the week, the first game of the season started on Thursday, March nineteenth. Ooh. So, oh, about yeah. a Russian St. Patrick's Day. Ah, uh, Orthodox St. Patrick's Day. Saint, Saint, it, yeah, it's St. <laughs> Peter, but it's spelled P-I-O-T-Y-R. Yeah. Peter. Yeah, they, yeah. There's nothing. Stalker Way doesn't have anything about. Uh, oh wait, wait. Twenty twenty-one. Clicks on that. Waits for reload. Page not found. Boo. Boo. All right. Well, that's okay. Look, I check my YouTube subscriptions like all the time. So as soon as the first game's listed, I will start quietly losing my mind because, you know, a tail two titties Darby, that's coming up. Um, <laughs> tail of two titties. Yeah. Uh, breast versus Dinamo breast, I presume. Yeah. Brooke yep. Breast versus Dinamo breast. 
four teams and Rook's fantastic, <laughs> and and Rook's so close to being fantastic, but almost but blows it. Uh, marketing with their whole good, better Rook. I'm like Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> Jesus surely Christ. we have, surely we can come up with some uh, trophy that is a jug for that. <laughs> Ah, uh, the old borscht jug. Yes. <laughs> the booby prize. <laughs> That's for second place. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, any the Russian League. More jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Minority season three. Please sign a Bubakar. <laughs> <laughs>